I think we all have had times in our lives where we have allowed our sin to drive us away from God. And so perhaps it's a moment of impulsive sin, or perhaps it's a lifestyle choice that it leads us down this path of sin. But our temptation is to think that those are the moments we have to hide from God. And instead, God wants us to come to him. The only way we're going to have restoration is by bringing those things to him. So today we're looking at the example of David when he is experiencing some physical bodily grief over the way that he has grieved God. I pray that it is a reminder to you that when we are in that place, we can come to him. Stay tuned. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what He says in His Word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach, and I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with Him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand His will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, before we get into today's episode, I have a quick word. I know that you have been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. I know, I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus, how he calls them, how he encourages them, how he equips them. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, helping you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I also include a lot of cultural and historical information that makes these familiar passages of scripture really come alive. This is a great study to do with maybe your teen girls or a group of friends from church, and it will really help you gain confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. Again, head to shehears.org and you can find the Bible study on the resources page. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today we are in Psalm chapter 6. O Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. Be merciful to me, Lord, for I am faint. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are in agony. My soul is in anguish. How long, O Lord, how long? Turn, O Lord, and deliver me. Save me because of your unfailing love. No one remembers you when he is dead who praises you from the grave. I am worn out from groaning. All night long I flood my bed with weeping and drench my couch with tears. My eyes grow weak with sorrow. They fail because of all my foes. Away from me, all you who do evil, for the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord accepts my prayer. All my enemies will be ashamed and dismayed. They will turn back in sudden disgrace. So what we have today is a psalm of David, um, a lyrical song, again, musical song, but it's one of six of the penitential psalms. So basically that means these are psalms of sorrow or even sometimes sincere regret for sin. 
And what we see is the Holy Spirit encouraging anyone that is in this place of suffering, or if they've been underneath God's discipline, or if they need forgiveness or healing or restoration. And I I think sometimes what happens is when we have done something against God or against one of God's people, or we're in this place of sin, the human emotion that usually accompanies that is shame. Um, And so when we struggle with feelings of guilt or shame, it it kind of feels, I don't know about you, but for me, it kind of feels like a sucker punch where I'm, I'm literally sick over it. And so if you can imagine that's the place that David is in when he is pouring out his heart to the Lord, I think that is such a powerful example for us because I think the human tendency is to hide from God when we're in that place. The human tendency is to say, I'm sorry, God, I can't even show you my face because I'm so sinful or um, I'm so embarrassed or I feel so convicted that I need to hide from you or I need to hide this sin from you. The reality is, is you can't hide your sin from God. He already knows. That's why we needed Jesus. He knew that you were going to mess up and it's not the last time you're going to mess up. That's the whole point. And and I feel like sometimes we forget that. We We forget that if we were perfect all the time, we wouldn't have had a need for a savior to die. It is this exact moment that we need to come to him. We need to confess those things to him and we need to get our hearts right with him because that's how we get deliverance from that thing. It is not easy to go through a period of godly discipline. And in this Psalm, David says that he knows he deserves it. Um, And and he's got to a place where he's been affected physically. And and I think especially when we get caught up in sins of lust or sins of, um, you know, especially the ones that are like physical in our body, we, we feel those things physically. But I think even more so than that, what we see is that David has a sense that he's lost God's presence that close intimacy that we see even just last chapter, he's he's lost that feeling of, of God's presence because what happens? Sin separates us from God. And so he's feeling that ache. He's also probably not experiencing spiritual peace because when we are um, not living according to God's plan, we it's inevitable we won't have peace. When we're living with with sin, especially unconfessed sin, and we're presently living in that place, we're not going to have peace. And so what's probably likely happening is that he is at a place where he's suffered for a while, and now he's experiencing grief, grief over his sin, grief over um, this loss of the feeling of, of relationship with God. And he's not really asking God to stop the discipline, like he knows that he needs it. But what he really wants more is for God to show him mercy so that he can get to a place where he can offer his life as a sacrifice again and and be faithful. In in verse four, he's asking for deliverance. And this really feels like a, a real true humility where he is asking God for healing in his body. And perhaps that is you know, actual physical healing for perhaps it is the, the physical healing that sometimes accompanies emotional pain. 
but but most of all he's asking for healing for spiritually for his soul and so he wants to be restored spiritually so he can then experience God's favor and God's presence that that he knew that he had had in the past and so he desperately desires to be able to sense God's nearness to hear his voice to sense his mercy and his love and because God's mercy and love are a part of God's character we as believers can appeal to him in in that same sense to be true to his character and and so what happens is 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 we get to a place where our sin for after so long drives us to a place of not having peace and at that place when we make an appeal to God to to rescue us from this place that we're in or to um help through his discipline get us back to where we need to be we see a God that intervenes and so there's sometimes a grief process that happens when, especially when we realize how we have grieved God or how we have hurt God in our own selfishness and our own sin and so what we see here is this lingering grief that David has and he's literally exhausted he says how long oh Lord how long that confirms that this was not a quick process that the restoration of spiritual peace is not a quick process because God is dealing with the sin. And so God responds to our cries for help, absolutely, but he does it in his timing. Sometimes there's a natural consequence to our sin. And I think what happens is, is when we are in a place of having to deal with the natural consequence of our sin or even the spiritual consequence of our sin, you know, of course, um, if we are believers in Jesus, we have the assurance of heaven. But but in this instance, I think it has more to do with the reality of how our lives, how we ex experience our lives today, in the daily, in the day in and the day out. And so if we have made a decision, if you if, if somebody makes a decision to cheat on their spouse, there will be a consequence to that sin. It will likely take some time for that relationship to be restored for that person's spiritual health to be restored for that for the peace spiritual peace that comes from being obedient to God for that to be restored there's a natural consequence to our sin the one comment that David makes I think is something that we've all experienced where he talks in verse 6 about uh, being on his bed with weeping I think that is something that is very common. Most of us have experienced that. And I think even in this situation, um, regardless of the difference in time and location, we can really feel the place that he is at, this place of regret, this place of, of feeling distance. And my hope is that this example, maybe this is not what you're going through right now, but this example will be brought to mind when you are going through something like this, that you wouldn't fall into the enemy's trap of allowing it to distance you from God, but instead you would allow it to drive you to God because he longs to meet you in that place. That's how we get through it. That's how we get restoration is coming to God when, when we recognize um, how our sin has distanced us from him. Let's read it again in light of those insights. O Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me 
in your wrath. Be merciful to me, Lord, for I am faint. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are in agony. My soul is in anguish. How long, O Lord, how long? Turn, O Lord, and deliver me. Save me because of your unfailing love. No one remembers you when he is dead. Who praises you from the grave? I am worn out from groaning. All night long, I flood my bed with weeping and drench my couch with tears. My eyes grow weak with sorrow. They fail because of all my foes. Away from me, all you who do evil. For the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord accepts my prayer. All the enemies will be ashamed and dismayed. They will turn back in sudden disgrace. God, I pray for your hand of mercy. For us to remember that when we are in situations where we are not experiencing peace because of our sin or our regret, or even when we're in just periods of discipline. God, I I thank you that despite the ways that we constantly mess up, that you made provisions through Jesus out of your great love for us, out of your mercy for us, because you desire this relationship with us. Lord God, I pray that in these moments, perhaps these words would be an encouragement to us to turn to you, God, to to surrender those things to you that have kept us from you. God, we thank you for your great mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey friends, before you go, I just wanted to fill you in on something. I've gotten a lot of questions recently about what's next. People have gone through the She Hears Bible study and they kind of want to have some direction as far as what to do next. Don't worry, I will be writing more studies. But in the meantime, the goal of the She Hears Bible study was to not only help you to learn how to hear Jesus through the example of the six women, in the study, but really for you to have a a set of tools to use that you can apply to other passages of scripture. So what I have available for you on the resources page of my website is a couple different tools to help you do just that. And depending on your budget, there's lots of options. The first option is just a very simple uh, ESV version book of John Bible journal. And so what that is, is on one side, you have the scripture from the the whole book of John. So on one side, you have the actual scripture verse by verse. And on the other side, you have places to take notes. And so that's a really easy place to continue doing the color method of study. And if you don't have the colors that we have designated in the study, those are available. I think they're just a couple bucks in the, in the resources page as well. But you can continue to use that color method throughout, you know, one chapter or a, a couple verses. It's a really easy way to do that. And they're small. You can kind of tuck it into your bag. The second resource is similar, except it's all four gospels like that. And so that, that one is done by Hosanna Revival and they're just beautiful. Um, I love them, just the aesthetic of them. They make me feel really special when I'm working in them. And so that's all four of the Gospels. And that's a little bit more expensive because you're getting the whole set. And then the third option, and there's two different price points depending on what you're looking for, is we have journaling Bibles. And so there's the hardcover that are beautifully painted, and then also the leather bound. And what I love about those is when you open them up inside, you will see space in the margins to continue to write. Some people just have a thing about writing in their Bibles. Not me. My Bibles are all marked up. But if you have a thing about writing in your Bibles, this could be a dedicated journaling Bible where you can do the color method and not worry about getting, you know, your study Bible all messed up. And so I pray that those resources bless you. I 
started putting those in the shop after people started requesting them and then I realized that I never really told you guys about them unless you private message me. So in case you're looking for what's next, what's more, this is a really good transition after you finish the She Hears Bible Study. I pray that it blesses you. Have a good week, friends. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call on your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.